0: And welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're continuing our series on how to be a history maker with your money. And our guest host today is Wes Leek from Business Blessings. Welcome, Wes.
1: Thanks, Matt. It's great to be back again.
0: Now, Wes has uh, brought a good old-fashioned family with us in today. We haven't got the kids here, but we've got a a mum and dad today who are just an average Aussie-slash-Kiwi family. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Craig and Jeanette have moved over from Auckland, New Zealand, to Australia about 10 years ago, and uh, Craig is the manager of a Kmart tyre and auto store. And Jeanette uh, works part-time as well, a few days a week. They've got two beautiful kids, aged 14 and 11. Now, the purpose of this show is to discuss how families can survive the credit crunch, how we can survive not having much money and to budget well, to teach our children well and you know, in all the pressure of today's society, how to get on, basically. And these guys have got a great testimony, a great bunch of stories they're going to share with us today. And now, I'll just uh, kick off and ask Jeanette a quick question about the children. Now, one thing that all of us with kids uh, are always asking the question, how do you teach your children how to budget? How do you teach them to be wise with their finances? Tell us what you do with your kids, uh, Jeanette.
2: Okay, we have uh, three jars at home, one for the the kids have each, one for tithing and one for um, our family tax, which we use for a family benefit of the amount that they get paid in monthly, they get ten percent deducted for a family tax which we use as a family for a family benefit like ice cream out, pizzas out, a trip on the bus, a trip to the park or whatever, you know, we use that money for family benefit.
0: Such an important idea because they'll learn it at a young age and hopefully they'll take it through their teenage years, through their um, you know adult years. Mm. Are you um, finding that the kids are getting the hang of it? Are they, are they getting used to
2: it? Yep, um, we've been doing it now for quite a few years and they, they know that this is for the benefit of the whole family. We use that family tax money for a benefit that will help everybody and for an enjoyable situation. Yeah, it's so that
3: the kids can sort of uh, learn the whole process of the tax process where everything you earn is not necessarily yours. So they learn very early that, okay, the tax man does get his money and a lot of people in society, they think, you know, we don't want to have to pay taxes. But the fact is the taxes are a benefit to everybody in society. And that's a process that we want the children to learn at a fairly young age so that they can actually take some of the thoughts, processes that that gives into their own budgeting and their own planning for their own future.
0: Now, can I just ask about you guys? So obviously, uh, for you to get these godly principles, uh, you must have been raised yourself uh, learning them or you must have been taught at some stage. Tell me about your personal faith, Craig. How did you uh, come to understand the the principles of the Bible and, and how did it start for you?
3: Okay, well, I was brought up in a Christian home. Um, From a very, very early age I was brought up and I've got a couple of very, very godly parents who have taught me very well. Um, My parents have always been very good with their money. They've um, shown me good principles to use, um, which there again, my wife also got brought up in a family, a Christian family, where she was also taught principles of sowing and reaping and not spending what you don't have And those sorts of things. And so we both have been brought up in that situation where we were given that information um, and we're able to hand that on to our children and to other people in our sphere of
0: influence. Mm. Now, Wes, who's our uh, co host today from Business Blessings, I just want to ask you a quick question, Wes. So it's interesting, isn't it? You know, we hear all sorts of rich business people and, you know, motivational gurus telling us how to handle our finances. But here we've got. I don't want to say an average mum and dad because I think you're an (laughs) outstanding mum and dad. (laughs) But we've just got middle-income earners, I guess, who are managing their finances well. um, For those who are listening now that are thinking, you know, I need to learn how to get this stuff right in my budget. How do you start your budget? What's the first steps they can take to, uh, to start planning a budget and uh, making sure that they teach their children how to budget well as well?
1: Well, man, I think one of the, the key things is this word budget, which, uh, I mm. mean, last week we talked with David and, and uh, even if you want to call it a spending plan because it sounds much more psychological benefit for us, better for us. Mm. But one of the key things is we've got to get a grip on where is our money actually going? Mm. And one of the... Th- key things is to start recording down even for the next 30 days say okay I'm going to record everything I spend and where it goes one of the things that I've seen from successful people over the years is some of them can go back to see every cent that they've spent since a young age and they know where their money's gone and with that they they can keep track of Uh, where it's got to go in the future as well. And it actually stops them from spending money. We have another couple at our church at the moment who are in their late 50s and they're starting to budget for the first time. And they're finding that uh, as they're writing everything down, there's actually stopping them from spending money because the husband doesn't want to go home and tell the wife where they've actually spent the money. So that's a key thing to start with. So you've got to get a grip on where your money is actually going.
0: Fantastic. Now, Wes, we've got um, a bunch of questions we want to ask uh, Craig and Jeanette just from the way they manage things. Do you want to just fire for the first question then?
1: Yeah. Hmm. Craig, I want to state you have an overall philosophy in managing your money. Do you want to share about that to start with? Yeah, basically, the way I look at it is if you've got a couple of, a bunch of young kids
3: and you want to go and play football or something like that with them, basically, you take that bunch of kids out onto the field and the coach sits down with them and he points at the direction of where the goal is and that's where you want to head. Now that's the first place you need to be is you need to actually have a goal. There's no point in actually just running around in a circle not knowing which way the goal is or as if you look at the younger grades of football they'll all follow the ball around and they'll follow it around in circles and just wherever the ball is that's where they go. It's a bit like that with your money, you know. If you just follow the ball around you're chasing this bill to that bill to the other bill, you're not actually going to get anywhere apart from worn out. Whereas if you turn around and sit back and make yourself a plan, make yourself the way you're going to attack the goal line, so to speak, you will actually find it much easier to achieve if
1: you know where you're actually going. Thanks, Craig. And I think that's a key thing is that a lot of families don't sit down. We just – the money comes in and we spend it where we have no thought about where it's going in the future. Now, there's some key areas that I want to talk with you guys about. Number one is – Jeanette is our food. I mean, it's one of our most major expenses. You are extremely well organized in this area. Can you share with us some of your tips in that regard?
2: Well, a couple of things I do is I always shop with a shopping list – And uh, if I use a product from my pantry and I know that I'm going to need it the next time I go shopping, I'll write it on my list so I know that I need to buy it. I I never go shopping on an empty stomach. Try to go shopping late at night if I can without the kids so that they're not hanging around saying, oh, I want this, I want that. Um, And just, just being knowledgeable about the prices, what prices are on special, what things are on special. If I get a chance to look at the catalogues prior to the week, Sometimes I'll compare even, I'll get my junk mail the same week as the following week, so I can compare, okay, i still got Sunday, I can still go shopping for that product. If it's not on special next week, I can buy multiples of that product. And, um, yeah, just being aware of your prices and things like that.
1: What do you do in terms of planning out your meals? Because I know a lot of families, uh, they come home tired, the last thing they want to do is cook, so they go out and grab a pizza or mm. fast food. What do you do in that regard?
2: I actually have a diary with me and I carry it everywhere I go. I actually have a plan three or four weeks ahead of what I'm going to have for each meal. I'm not stringent about it, like I am flexible if I don't feel like cooking that particular meal for that night I can swap it around but I always know that I have the products I need for that meal in my pantry or in my my freezer I've been blessed lately with having a second fridge so if I do have overflow I can put stuff more in, in that fridge rather than having a full fridge and not being able to buy enough products
1: Okay, that's great. And I think that plan is the key, isn't it? It's knowing what you're going to do in the future. So, the, and obviously you freeze food and put that aside, is that right?
2: If, um, if say, for a particular supermarket has a, a meat special, I'll buy um, mince. Say mince is on special that week. I'll buy bulk mince and um, freeze it up into separate individual quantities so that I've got enough mince for, say, five meals from that one purchase because it's been on special. Yeah, basically I fill my freezer whenever meat is on special. So I always know I've got... And I do a stock tack too to make sure I've got meat in the freezer and then I don't use what I haven't got.
1: So all those catalogues that we get in our, <laughs> our letterbox actually are of good value and uh, and it is good to sit down and go through them and look at that.
3: One of the benefits I find of a menu plan is that we get a varied menu. You don't get the same food all the time. Also, if you've got a wife like mine that is conscious of what her family is being
1: fed, you can actually end up getting a balanced meals on a regular basis. And so that way, too, you you know you plan in advance, and so it doesn't cost you as much in that area as well. Now, Craig, uh, you're my mechanic. <laughs> I have to admit that. Maybe I shouldn't admit that on air. But... Uh, Cars are a huge expense for the family these days, one of the largest expenses in buying a car and then maintaining it. How do we keep that area under control in our budget? Well,
3: with cars, the first thing you need to do really is to do some research. Before you purchase any particular vehicle, you need to do some research. And that's where we have more tools available to us now with the Internet than any generation before us has had There's no excuse for a lack of information on any subject. doesn't matter what you're purchasing. But some cars you find they are cheaper to buy, but they cost more to maintain. But one of the traps that people do fall into is they see a car, they see a good price, and they think, oh, we better buy this one. And they haven't had it checked out properly. Now, my recommendation to anyone considering purchasing a vehicle is have a qualified mechanic, have a thorough look at the vehicle. Whether you use a motoring body from the state you live in or wherever, it always pays. I, even when I'm purchasing a vehicle for myself, have someone else look at it for me. The reason for that is I get rose-coloured glasses, I see something, I like the look of it, Technically it looks great to me, if you're a woman you might think, hey I really like the stereo or the colour of this car, this really suits me, or the fancy mag wheels. Mag wheels, there's another one. If you've got mag wheels on your car, you'll find that the tyres are more expensive in most cases than the standard wheels. It can add up substantially to the cost of actually running that car just because the tyres for your particular model are more expensive.
1: Okay, so we've, we've got to do our research beforehand, and I know I've taken the last two cars that we've purchased to you and you've checked them out, so thank you for saving us a lot of money in doing that. Uh, but what about the day-to-day like maintenance? A lot of people put off maintenance. Is that what we should be doing, or what should we be doing?
3: No, preventative maintenance is something that is, is highly overlooked. Um, one of the things with your vehicle, even something as simple as adding four-pound pressure to each of your tyres can save you up to 30% of the running cost of tyres because they will last that much longer if they have a little more air pressure in them. Not only will it save the life on the tyres, your car will actually run more economically because it's easier to roll along the road so you use less fuel. Your standard routine maintenances are a minimum. If you don't do them, it actually, with most modern cars it will actually cost you more in damage to the engine than the costs of the services you are skipping. So it is very, very important that the routine maintenance is taken care of. And then obviously any things that are identified during that service, obviously you need to look at that and discuss that with your mechanic to work out what's going to be the most cost-effective way to go about getting it to
1: a point where it's not going to cost you more money. So the key is to keep an eye on that little sticker up in the corner of the car that says this is when my service is due and make sure you book it in and get it going. Okay, now one of the other areas is entertainment, uh, particularly with kids uh, these days and it, they're after us to take them out and do all that kind of thing. How do you guys handle that? You've got a teenager and a nearly near teenager. How do you handle the entertainment side of things? Jeanette?
2: Well, I keep my eye open, especially during the school holidays, for free events. We have really, really been blessed by a good uh, city council here. They're pulling on a lot of free things, especially at the library. Check out your local um, library on the internet and see if they're offering any free events. Also, take them to the park. Parks are really good, even though you can sit there with a nice book and bring along your own cup of coffee. And it's great fun. The kids are playing, and you can have a, your coffee and read a magazine or something while you watch them.
0: Can I just jump in there? Um, you know, I mean, we're giving out a lot of awesome practical advice here. Uh, tell me about the God factor with you guys. Now, you, you're a part of a church. You love to pray together. I, I heard you sharing before. Tell me about the importance of prayer for you in uh, your, the financial part of your life.
3: Okay, well, that's something we, we have prayed about quite a bit, and especially when it comes to teaching our children, because we feel that going back to right what we did at the beginning, that is one of those things that, one, we have to live out our life according to our Christian principles and what we believe. And we believe where it talks about tithing in the Bible. I've seen it. I haven't always been on a wage it's a great wage, and God has blessed us. God has blessed us in ways that we can't imagine, just through the principles and things that we're doing, and God will stretch our money further. Like someone says says to you, I can't afford to tithe. My immediate response to that is, I can't afford not to tithe, because I don't want to remove God's blessing from my life. And I believe strongly that The blessing upon my life is based upon the fact that I am following God's commandments and one of his commandments is that we should tithe.
0: Now, Craig, there might be people out there that are are thinking, you know, I've never really prayed to God. I don't really know what to do to pray to God. Can you just talk us through, for any listeners out there that are thinking, you know, I need to know how to pray, just lead lead them in in how to do that if you could.
3: Okay, well, I think really it's... It's just a communication. It's all to do with relationship with God as far as I see it. And having been brought up in a situation where I've been exposed to it all my life, I find it very easy. It's almost like talking to my wife or talking to somebody else. You know, when I've got a concern, where do I turn? Where do I go? I sit in the corner or I go into my room or I do something where I can be alone with God. I find that um, I'll often spend time in the car where I'll just turn the radio off. I've got 20 minutes either way to work. I often find that a time to just spend some time with God where I can just sit down, relax, hear what he has to
0: say to me and um, just spend some time like that. And I think that's the key there, you know, that it is just as simple like a conversation, you know. Um, And have you found that uh, God answers your prayers?
3: Oh, definitely. God definitely answers my prayers. He's given me a a wonderful family, two children. I couldn't ask for any more. From I've got a daughter that, even when we're looking at these whole programs, uh, uh, finance and things like that, she wanted to buy herself an MP3 player. Um, We didn't have the funds to buy it for her. We wanted her to learn the principles of you've got to work for what you earn. We purchased the unit and she had to pay us back out of her pocket money and her little bit of money she earns from doing some babysitting. Well, she did that within three months. Um, She learned a few very valuable lessons in life out of that. One, she had to save up for what she was getting. Two, not everything in life is free. And, you know, if we keep giving our children things all the time, they don't actually value them. But if she had to spend three months working hard to get that device... She looks after it far better than she would have if she was given it. And like she was really worried when she scratched it because she'd actually invested in it.
0: That's good. Good principles. Well, guys, you know, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible says the Lord rewards those who diligently seek him. And I can see that you guys have been diligently seeking God in in your life, and I can clearly see that he's rewarding you as well. So uh, it's certainly a great testimony of uh, people who are faithful to God and and God being faithful to them. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, We've been talking to Craig and Jeanette about managing the family finances, and it's been a real blessing today. Thank you, Wes, for joining us. Thanks, Matt. If anyone wants any more information on business blessings, you can go to businessblessings.com.au. Thank you so much. That brings us to the end of this week's show. You can listen to this interview again or any of our other interviews. Simply go to historymakersradio.com. Thanks for joining us.